Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Trying to fix my hair here. I'm going to pay more attention to it before I go on the air. What little I have still left in the front here. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is Tuesday. We're starting the week off on Tuesday. Uh, I was still traveling. Today is Tuesday, December 17th, 2019. The holiday season is uh, getting close to us here. And uh, today, since it's Tuesday, we have the Blueprint Power Hour with my co-host, Coach Rob Regish. Let's play his uh, theme music here as we bring him on. Calling all Blueprint Army. Fall in line. It's time for the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish on the Superhuman Radio Network. Hey, Rob, can you uh, adjust your camera a little bit or come up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just so your head comes up a little bit. There you go. You're good there. Okay, good. Great. Uh, which dog was that? That was Molly the Wonder Dog. She's the puppy. <laughs> yeah, the less than a year old golden retriever. Um, and she's a wonderful dog. She she chews a lot of stuff up, but, you know, she's a puppy. Yeah, yeah. You got to cut them some yeah. slack when they're young. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'll have some updates on, uh, you know, some health issues today. On the on the newer side of things, uh, the Coach Rob Regish website has been updated with all new uh, Q&As. So people should head over there uh, at your leisure and, and read all the free stuff. And there's quite a bit of it over there. I also just wrote a new article um, for Mass's newsletter about Tribulus Terrestris's lesser-known benefits. And this was really, really interesting, the stuff that I uncovered about it, um, because nobody else is talking about it. But it's there in the study. So it's a real eye-opener. Uh, I'm hoping people will take advantage. If you want to read it, you can go to bodybuildingsupplements.com forward slash newsletter, and uh, it'll take you right to it. Some, some pretty incredible stuff, especially for the aging athlete. Hmm. Yeah. Martin Jurgen yeah, says, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, because Synthogen is still out of stock, um, he's running a really nice 15% off sale on it now. So okay. uh, if you're interested, it's a, it's a great product. Martin Jurgen says, I heard you saying, yeah, I got feedback. This is uh, going to be tough. I, I, Martin Jurgen said, I heard you saying your gym just got a reverse hyper. Mine supposedly is too. In your opinion, how good is it? I've heard it can handle. You, it can add a hundred pounds to someone's squat or deadlift. Uh, why should I use it? And do you have any suggestions on sets, reps, and schemes? Right. So we've we've discussed the story behind the reverse hyper before. Um, this is a, a piece of equipment uh, developed by Louis Simmons that works the entire posterior chain in unison that being the glutes, hams, and the lower back, right? But what makes this unique is that unlike the squatter deadlift, there is no vertical compression of the spine. As a matter of fact, if it is used correctly, the reverse hyper actually can decompress the lower spine due to um, the tractioning effect uh, that is put on it. So, so first, I guess, I'll address the loading. 
And then I'll get to the claims of, you know, how much it can add to your deadlift and so forth, because they are out there and they cause a lot of confusion for people. So the ideal in my mind is to perform the reverse hyper twice a week. One of those workouts is going to be a lighter one. The other one's going to be a heavier one um, with a little more motion or swinging to the pendulum arm. But if possible, whenever possible, uh, perform those reverse hypers after you've just squatted or deadlifted. I think you're going to find it does a really nice job decompressing the back. So um, now let's talk about the two workouts. On the heavy day, you're going to be loading a lot of weight on there, possibly even bands too. And you're, you're going to perform it where there's a maximal swinging motion. So in essence, you're kicking back as, as hard as you can, trying to get your legs to be parallel. Um, and then you're allowing the pendulum arm to pull your legs underneath. So to a point actually where the weight is, is below your face. And that's what's responsible for pumping up the, uh, or decompressing rather, the lower back. The other day is to use a lesser amount of weight. And instead of using a swinging motion, the ideal is to cut that range of motion in half. So a little stricter form um, and a little more hamstring involvement due to that. The key on both of those days, if you're performing the reverse hyper, is to keep your legs straight. The temptation will be to uh, perform almost like a leg curl, and that, that's not the correct motion. You want to keep the legs as straight as possible. One of the best ways to do that, I found a, a great cue, is to point your toes directly backwards, or at least try. Okay, So keeping the legs straight, straight very, very important. And, and, now, and you know what? And if you do have lumbar spine compression... Yep. Don't use any weight for a long time. If you do yeah, have lower it, back pain, just use the machine with no weight, because just articulating the uh, you know the the lumbar spine through the uh, uh, SI joint uh, is going to be a lot of work for your lower back. Yeah, these are. Uh, thank you for clarifying that. My recommendations are assuming healthy backs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's great for the lower back. In fact, I'm actually thinking about buying one and donating it to my gym. I just talked to the gym manager a, a couple weeks ago. He said, where would we put it? That's the problem. And I, I said, well, if I buy one and donate it to the gym, I'm sure you can find a place to put it, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow, man, that would be a fantastic gesture on your part. Um, well, I, I need access to one, and I can't put one in my home. I don't have the room for it in my home. Otherwise, I would. Right, right. So uh, let me get to um, the, the claimed strength gains. I've heard this uh, more than once. You know, if you work your reverse hypers really hard, you can put 100 pounds on your squat or deadlift. I'll be honest. I, I never saw anybody do it. I've never even heard of anybody doing it. They might be out there. I don't know. Um, what I do know is it is an incredibly efficient uh, and innovative way to work that posterior chain and it's unlike any other movement in the gym because of that partially because of that believe it or not people won't use it 
the, the reverse hypers that I've seen in gyms usually lay dormant for two reasons. Number one, people don't understand what it works, how to use it, etc. But number two, and I suspect this is the, the bigger part, one part of the reason, it's a lot to load and unload. Okay. Um, there is a pendulum arm that swings underneath that uh, your feet are attached to either via a roller attachment or a strap. A simple strap, I think, works best. Um, but yeah, it's sad. I mean, we've got this beautiful reverse hyper, and most people don't use it. And so, you know, my challenge to you would be, I would tell you absolutely use it. Use it in the fashion that I just described. Um, and I am confident that it will add to your squat or deadlift. I can't tell you how many pounds. I don't think it's going to be 100, but yes, it will. And it'll keep your back healthy. It is one of the very few movements that you can perform almost every day and not have it overtraining because simply there is no eccentric motion unless you are really slowing it down. So it's an incredible tool, both strengthening-wise, rehab-wise. The movement is great. I take advantage of it. The next question comes from Matt McCain. He says, I found your update on Rabdo last week interesting. It seems things are back to normal, but I don't recall you saying what your creatinine or creatine kinase uh, numbers are now. Uh, Can you elaborate? Because I'm a CrossFit athlete and increasingly concerned about Rabdo. They have us doing a lot more than just a month ago, pushing ever-increasing training volumes. What can I do to make sure it doesn't happen to me? Stay hydrated. Yeah. And baking soda, baking soda, baking soda. Or stop CrossFit. <laughs> uh, well, look, a um, couple of questions there. The last one of which I think is probably the most important. Um, so I'll t- only touch briefly on my situation and then I'll get to the rest of this. After getting full lab panel works done, complete blood count, the whole nine yards, uh, I forwarded that blood work in turn to my kidney specialist and my primary care doctor. The kidney specialist's only comment was, hey, I don't see creatine kinase here. And that's true. It was the only thing that I can think of that wasn't tested. Uh, but he more or less let it up to me as to what to do. And seeing as I had an appointment with my PC coming up, I elected to see him instead. And to my great surprise, when I went to see him, we discussed creatine kinase and I went to roll my sleeve up because he always takes blood. He didn't do it this time. He didn't do it. And I can't, I have a few suspicions as to why he hasn't, but here's the thing. Ever since I presented those two studies to him, the sky is falling reaction to CK levels. That might be a little high, but everything else is showing it's fine. You know, it's been changed dramatically. So um, that is the situation with me. Now, onto your situation with CrossFit. I think you need to be cautious. I don't think you necessarily need to be, you know, terrified of this, but you need to be cautious and only concerned if several warning signs present present themselves. And some of this stuff is common sense, but others is stuff that I've learned by having to deal with it. Um, first, 
Never, ever, ever jump into something brand new. The single biggest trigger for Rabdo in the studies that I read uh, was an unfamiliarity with the exercise activity or loading uh, that the person performs. So it could have been someone who's been out for two months and they try to pick up where they left off, or it could be someone that's performing, you know, a low volume strength training program right now. And he jumps into uh, German volume training, 10 sets of 10, you know, that's, you got to be careful about that, especially right. As you age, um, I would also tell you based on that research that I read, Upper body workouts trigger more rhabdo episodes than lower body ones. And they further stated that people that used short rest intervals between their sets triggered more rhabdo episodes than longer ones. Long story short, I think it has a lot to do with just making sure you don't try to go from one extreme to the other too fast. And I've been guilty of that certainly in the past. And I paid the price for it. So some common sense recommendations for you. Um, I would suggest one day off for every day that you've trained, minimum. Okay, so a one-to-one rest-to-work ratio. Uh, And then a minimum of one week off every eight weeks or so if you're under 40, and a week off every four to six weeks if you're over 40. There are a couple of supplements, interestingly enough, that I came across in my research and it showed on my lab work can help. And when I say help, I mean it cuts down muscle damage as evidenced by lower CK numbers. Tribulus is the top, is at the top of that list, by the way, interestingly enough. Ectiserone follows, and then the third one um, was ursolic acid. I've had I've really pushed things, I would say, in the last three weeks, and I haven't had any episodes. A big part of that time, I was using both Trib and Ecti, okay? Yes, I was resting a little bit more, but still, you know, I mean, I I, I pushed it. Um, also, maintaining high cellular antioxidant levels is extremely important. So in the research, they talked about the muscle cell membrane permeability being something less than ideal if you don't have a lot of antioxidants, you know, floating around. That means things like N-acetylcysteine, uh, alpha-lipoic acid, vitamin C and E, uh, resveratrol, curcumin, and green tea, among others, okay? I, I think those things should be used on a regular basis. Given the research on how it interacts with workouts, I would suggest taking it as far away from a workout during that day as possible, but still get your antioxidants. Blood work is best to know where you are, but lacking that, they make urinary testing strips for many different things. It's a multi-test urinary testing strip that I use. And amongst other measures, it shows protein in the urine and or, you know, or blood in the urine. There really shouldn't be much protein there, and there definitely shouldn't be blood in your urine. It's good to have the sticks because although my episode was, you know, it was bright red. My urine was bright red. Not, You know, that's tough to miss, right? Um, I'm also told by the doctors that 
there can be microscopic levels of blood in your urine that visually you can't pick up, but the test will. Those two things might keep you from right hitting the red zone and having an episode with rhabdo. Um, other warning signs, as I've discussed before, a dark or color, you know, dark, dark yellow or cola colored urine, extreme mental confusion, um, disorientation, that sort of thing. So if you can get the blood work done, if you can't use the testing strips, exercise some common sense and, uh, Take all the reasonable precautions that you can. Rhabdo is, as I'm learning, for all its seriousness, and it can kill you if you don't get immediate medical attention, or you can lose your kidneys or whatever. It, obviously, the point is it's bad. But here's, here's another even more relevant point. It's completely preventable, right? This is something that didn't happen to me. This is something that I did to myself. And for all of you training with weights concerned with it, it's something that you need to make sure you don't do to yourself. And please supplement with baking soda. The thing that they they, use to rescue you when you're in the hospital with rhabdo, the thing they use to rescue you from the jaws of death is intravenous uh, uh, of of, of sodium bicarbonate. And so – if they can rescue you from the jaws of rhabdo death by giving you sodium bicarbonate, doesn't it make sense that all those out there who are training in a CrossFit style, Tabata style, one of these high volume, high weight training styles, isn't it make sense that you just supplement with some baking soda three or four times a day? That's not that yeah. hard. Yeah, and interestingly enough, when my PC sent me to my kidney doctor, I said, why are you sending me to a kidney doctor? He said he can prescribe you the baking soda pills. Yeah, he can prescribe he can prescribe you baking soda pills, of which you can go to your local grocery store and buy a whole friggin' box of it for $1.79. Well, they're, six, they're 600 milligram baking soda tablets that they give you, and they either tell you to take one, two, or three at a time. 600 milligrams of baking soda pressed into a tablet – so that your insurance company can gouge you and pay for them. Or you go to the grocery store and you take an eighth of a teaspoon three or four times a day and you're safe. Yeah. He never he never prescribed them, but I asked him the question. I said, how is this different than the Arm & Hammer baking soda that's in my refrigerator? He just looked at me and he said, it isn't. Marco Pula says uh, something interesting here. He said uh, he's talking about vitamin C and E on a regular basis. Rather contrary, according to the research. So I got to talk about that for a second. Um, The research that shows that taking antioxidants before working out uh, is uh, that it affects the uh, the preferred changes in the mitochondria uh, that create mitochondrial adaptation from exercise have mostly been done in endurance athletes. They have never been done in strength athletes, to my knowledge where guys are lifting heavy weight and taking vitamin C, number one. Number two, whether he uses drugs or not, Michael Hearn has been taking 10 grams of vitamin C a day for close to 25 years. And the guy is is in superior conditioning. He can squat um, 
three fifteen or four oh five he does for his birthday squats. I think it's three fifteen. Oh, he does it for like forty reps, forty something reps. He's forty seven, I think, and he did it for forty seven reps on his birthday. So as far as cardio his cardiovascular conditioning, uh mitochondrial adaptation, his ability to put on muscle, it seems not to be affecting him. Now maybe he's a one an N equals one guy. Maybe Everybody else who takes 10 grams of vitamin C would see something different. But he learned that from Jack LaLanne. And yes. Back in the day, all of them, Arnold, all of them, they were all taking mega doses of vitamin C. No one talks about it because it wasn't a big deal. It was just vitamin C. It wasn't D-Bowl. But all, you know, uh, antioxidants have been used until recently in individuals who appeared to be able to improve their physical performance their endurance and their muscular strength, contrary. Then a study comes out, and everybody goes, "Oh, well, wait a minute. We have we have like four decades of evidence that it doesn't hurt you when you're an athlete to take vitamin C or E, for that matter." Yeah, and I want to say there's at least one study showing much lower cortisol levels for those taking massive quantities of vitamin C. Well, but see, the the, pro- the problem with all of this discussion is it's uh, it's in an eva- oh lower cortisol levels would be good for someone who has high cortisol levels, lower cortisol levels for somebody who has normal cortisol levels, not so good. Now you're going to create low right. cortisol, wake up in the morning, you feel groggy. So, right. so, so again, again, just look at the multitude of people who have been taking high doses of vitamin C for so long. And we, ha- we have, a, we have a, an informal study out there. If we just got everybody together and said, what did you notice? Oh, I continue to run faster, you know, uh, uh, jump higher, lift more weight. It didn't hurt me. But a study comes out and says, oh, mitochondrial adaptation is impaired in the face of pre-workout antioxidants. I don't yeah, know. Especially, especially when you consider this fact. We can all agree that glutathione is the most powerful antioxidant the body knows, right? Mm-hmm. It's manufactured while you exercise. So apply some critical thinking here. So you don't take any vitamin C, you don't take any vitamin E, you don't take any antioxidants, but the strongest antioxidant your body knows makes it while you exercise. Interesting. Real interesting. <laughs> it's not preventing training adaptations there. No. In fact, the body thinks it's part of the adaptive process. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Cool. I have to... I have to get some water in me. My throat is dry. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. There's lots of CBD products out there, and there's lots of misinformation, too. If you want the best CBD product available and the way to use it to improve athletic performance, there is only one choice. Venga CBD. Venga CBD is five times more bioavailable than other products, and you feel it faster. But more importantly, the folks at Venga have identified the best way to use it for athletic performance. Go to superhumanradio.net today and download your free copy of the Endurance Athlete's Guide to CBD. Use code SHR10 and save 10% off at VengaCBD.com. That's V-E-N-G-A-C-B-D.com. 
You already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mitel Red Light so you can get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitelRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price anywhere, plus free shipping inside the USA and deeply discounted shipping worldwide. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR today. That's M-I-T-O-R-E-D-L-I-G-H-T.com. Are you still on the fence about body protection complex BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some bagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem. And I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to drseeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC Body Protection Complex today. If you haven't searched hydrogen water in PubMed yet, you must. Hydrogen infused water possesses undeniable performance, health, and longevity benefits in the realm of real biohacking. Hydrogen water machines cost hundreds to thousands of dollars. Now you can have the strongest hydrogen infused water conveniently anywhere you want it thanks to Drink HRW. They make the only legal and clinically validated formula to create hydrogen water instantly. I thought this stuff was BS till I started using it. The effects on my training and my gut are undeniable. I have more energy and I last longer without stims. You have to try Drink HRW Maximum Strength Hydrogen Water Tablets today. Go to h2waternow.com and use the code SHR for 10% off today. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the B-Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me, and now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried before. I will never stop using them. Give B-Strong a try, go to bstrong.training forward slash super hyphen human and use code SHR for 10% off. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Welcome back to the Blueprint Power Hour brought to you by CoachRobRegish.com. If you go there today, you'll be stronger tomorrow. You'll be the smartest kid in your gym. Everyone will want your advice, and little will they know that you get it all from CoachRobRegish.com. So the next question comes from uh, Marty Keegan, I believe. Let's see, did I do this right? I enjoyed the discussion about Dan Duchesne. Is there a steroid guru today, and if so, who? What's the best place to get information on steroids, and what basics do you think someone should know? Okay, a lot of questions there. Um, and I'll freely admit I'm not the steroid expert, uh, so to speak. But to my knowledge, there is no one steroid guru 
that's out there today, at least in the way that Dan Duchesne was, right? He was a unique personality. He had a unique mind. And like uh, Vince Gironda was to training, he was way ahead of his time with how things were with the drug scene. Uh, I would tell you, though, that as a reference for reference materials, uh, William Llewellyn's books on anabolics are probably the best written and most thoroughly researched that I've seen. There are others. There may be others that I'm not aware of, but um, as a solid reference point, I think it's fair to say his books are a good, real good starting place. Um, he has also apparently come up with some unique home tests, home testing kits to see if the gear that you bought is what you thought it was, <laughs> right? And that is money well spent, in my opinion. It's really invaluable um, if you're playing that game. So I would look into that. Otherwise, there is a plethora of information out there today on the web uh, about steroids, and it's only getting bigger every single day. That doesn't mean it's all necessarily accurate. There's some really crap stuff out there. Um, but there's a large knowledge base. It's fair to say that. Understand, though, that the drugs are little changed uh, from Duchesne's day, right? It's still D-ball, test, DECA, trend. You know, all of those drugs still pretty much dominate at least the steroid scene. In some corners of the web, on the black market, uh, at least in the United States, you'll see methyl-1 test or superdrol. Uh, but by and large, the drugs are the same. Uh, when Duchesne wrote his original underground steroid handbook, I think, in 1991. So... Um, that brings up the question about what should what should somebody know about this you know topic. I would tell you the first thing is you need to understand nobody only does just one cycle. I have never seen a single person that tried steroids once and stopped. And look, the reason the reason's obvious, right? Once you've been on the drugs, assuming you get good stuff and you know what you're doing, and you're sprouting muscles in places where you didn't even have places before who wants to go back to being Mr. Natural? Nobody. So, you know, the truth is once you're in the game, you're going to be in the game probably for a long time. Um, I would also tell you that blood work is absolutely essential at least annually and, and preferably a little more frequently. Now I don't think you need to get it every month or even every quarter, but once or twice a year is really important. I'm going to tell you why. Um, blood work can spot things like an elevated hematocrit level um, that's, that starts creeping up, and that's prevalent in athletes 40 and over uh, that take testosterone and other red blood cell building, almost all of them, right? It leads to a condition known as polycythemia, which basically too many red blood cells, the blood gets too thick, and it puts you at increased risk for heart, heart attack and stroke. Um, my tongue is swollen today for some reason. I must have a food allergy. There's an easy fix to that, though, right? It's called giving blood, and it's not a big issue. You know, you usually go to the blood bank and 
donate your pint and then you're on your way. Um, however, I have encountered places that won't take it because of the hematocrit being too high, the iron being too high. In that event, if you have a doctor, and you should, um, you can get a um, what's, what's called a therapeutic phlebotomy. Same deal. They'll take it out of you. They just throw the blood away. They don't use it again. So um, blood work can also catch things like, let's say, an elevated homocysteine level. Uh, and that's an easy fix, too. You know, folic acid uh, or even better TMG, trimethylglycine, can bring that down like right quick. Um, and I just had this done and I noticed it was really interesting. Uh, it can catch, you know, like a PSA, prostate specific antigen test, right? They want the number to be under four. Well, you know, you need to know where you are. And if you go from, let's say, 0.5 to 1.5 in, in a year or less time, even though that's still under four, that's kind of cause for concern. You know, if I saw my PSA trip triple in a year or less time, I, I would want that looked at a little bit closer. The point I'm trying to make is you would not be aware of any of this if you, you weren't having blood work done. Um, and finding a physician that will agree, finding a physician that knows you're on super supplements and will work with you to try to keep you healthy, okay? No doctor is going to turn you in to authorities, all right? They're, they're there to try to optimize your health, okay? Or at least get you to be what they consider healthy. Find one. Even a simple office visit can catch uh, the silent killer, right? Elevated blood pressure. That's probably the number one thing I would say people, especially young guys that are looking, looking to you know, bulk up and put as much muscle on as possible, that should probably be the number one thing you're concerned about. Because let's think about this. Uh, <laughs> you're eating massive quantities of food, probably enough for two or three people. You're putting on weight. You're using steroids, which increase water retention like test and D-ball and, and uh, A-bombs, <laughs> certainly A-bombs, okay? There's more weight. And finally, when you go to the gym, who's not using a pre-workout? And so we know what the stimulants do in pre-workouts to your blood pressure. Add that on top of the other things that I just mentioned, and you're probably not doing enough cardio, and you have a, you know, a time bomb that's just ticking, ready to go off. Well, I, I want to I throw something else in here about caffeine just real quick. Yeah, sure. A study was just published on women. Now, <clears throat> does the same thing happen in men? One could say probably. But women who consume more than 300 milligrams of caffeine a day or from uh, 300 or more milligrams of caffeine a day have impaired vitamin D receptor affinity mm. that – is linked to osteoporosis even when 25-hydroxy levels are observed. Interesting. So, you know, what are we doing with this caffeine, man? I mean, when we really look at what caffeine is doing to the population, right? never mind the stress, if it's impairing vitamin D's effectiveness and everybody's 
getting their 25 hydroxy tested and they go, Oh, my 25 hydroxy is 80, but the, the vitamin D can't do anything if the, if the receptors are impaired. Right. And, and you, you can tell by the research that it's, it's doing a lot more than preventing osteoporosis. You know, we're talking what hundreds, thousands of things. Unbelievable. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Um, so thank you for that point on caffeine. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, writing about alternatives, in fact, in uh, my monthly newsletters now. Anyway, back to um, blood pressure. Never start a bulking cycle without first beefing up your cardiovascular work, okay? It just makes sense. If you want your body to carry around 20 more pounds of muscle, you need to have the heart and lungs to do that, okay? If you need a prescription to control blood pressure, take one. Okay, I know I was one such person. I was completely against any pharmaceutical drugs. And I'm not saying it needs to be for long term, but if you need uh, something to control it, then so be it. Okay, it sure beats living with high blood pressure, and plenty of people that just live with it just die with it. It's sad but true. The final thing that I would do, and this is just me, and maybe in some paranoia, but uh, when you're dealing with the black market, you need to take precautions. One of those precautions is to know what to do if everything goes south. And I can sum it up in two words, Rick Collins. <laughs> Rick Collins is uh, an attorney that I believe all he does is uh, steroid cases, Okay. And, and helping people. He's headquartered in New York, but he, of course, can refer you to competent legal counsel in the event you have a little run-in with the law. And speaking of which, if you ever do, do not ever speak with the police. Allow them to search your car or home or answer any questions, okay, if, if it comes to that. Because... These are Schedule Three drugs, in in which in, they're in the same categories. What methamphetamine? They carry mandatory time in some cases um, if you're found guilty, and those cases are a lot more prevalent than they used to be because they change the laws and the way they count steroid units. Rick has worked wonders for some people who get into a bind. Okay. I've seen situations that look like the guy's going away for a long time and Rick gets him off because he knows the game, but he can't help you. If you're singing like a canary, you've already given police permission to search your car or home. And then they find the drugs and you wind up confessing every transgression back to those M&Ms you stole from a convenience store when you were five years old. At that point, he can't help you. Nobody can. You've, you've hung yourself. So there's one rule if things go south, and it's this. Silence is golden. The only words that are coming out of your mouth should be, I want my lawyer. Okay? The police have a job to do, and you do too. It's called being silent. It, it's fair to say, though, that being in the game is a lot safer today than it was 10 to 15 years ago. 10 to 15 years ago, President Bush mentioned steroids in his State of the Union speech. In the same breath uh, of Al-Qaeda, 
and terrorism, he mentioned steroids. Accordingly, law enforcement tuned up the band and all the and got all kinds of new funding from the government to make examples out of people that were using steroids. Okay, now that time period seems to be over. That doesn't mean that busts don't ha- still don't happen. They do. What it does mean is that the amount of federal resources that are devoted to the steroid problem uh, is not what it once was. That's all. But as I like to say, as a lot of people like to say, and I think it's good advice for life, better safe than sorry. That's what I think you need to know about anabolic steroids. Yeah. You know, I, you just, you need, you just need testosterone anyway. Really. Right. Your body knows what to do At with it. At the end of the day, that's all you need. Kevin Waterman says, interesting question you posed during last week's Blueprint Tip of the Day. I honestly couldn't answer it. But I see plenty of programs out there designed to get you stronger. What's wrong with them? Why can't I just find one that works and just keep using it? Yeah. So if you didn't hear last week, um, the question that Kevin's referencing is this. And it's something I think everyone should ask themselves. Where is the next 25 pounds going to come from on your deadlift? Okay. Truthfully, most people can't answer that question. Right. So at least he, he was honest. But then he says there are plenty of programs online that he can use. You know, what's wrong with them? Uh, and then he asked the question, why can't he just keep using that program? Well, those are all fair questions. So let me take them one by one. First, all too often, almost always, the program does not tell you what to do after you've peaked and you've got your new one rep max. I've seen this time and time again, and I have been guilty of it too, okay? An athlete works their tail off for 8, 10, 12 weeks on XYZ program, uh, you know, and, and he pulls an additional 20, 25 pounds on his deadlift, squat or bench press, and then because he doesn't know what to do next, he loses the peak, and you will lose that peak strength in a matter of weeks, if not sooner. It, by very, by their very nature, these are peaking programs, right? In Blueprint Basics, which is one of the membership things on my website, we cover not one, but six such programs. I call them loading patterns. And here's the key, that are all designed to be used together in a fashion where they build on one another. So, for example, um, we, lo- we use a couple loading patterns from Germany that were custom-made by the Germans to be used together. That's why they're called G- GLP-1 and 2. We then use one for another one from Russia, and we position it there because you've been training now for many weeks in the 90th percentile, and the Russian program that we use has you using no more than 80% of your one rep max for the first three to four weeks of that program. Okay. And that's incredibly important if you've peaked your body, not once, but twice. And without that break, you're going to find out probably the hard way, those loading patterns fall apart. Okay. I'm even debuting a new one that I found um, that's coming out in the January bulletin. It delivers an increase of 11% to your one rep max in 12 workouts. And here's the here's the punchline. 
it does it using only two work sets. That's pretty incredible. In addition to all that, we understand how often to take breaks and how long between these loading patterns. I know how long someone will hold their peak after GLP-1, 2, the Russian program, the 10% solution, the 11% solution, okay? And <laughs> you, what happens is the strength gains pile on, and it's, it's like a big boulder going downhill. You build all kinds of incredible momentum and put tremendous amounts um, on your one rep max, and that builds a lot of muscle. So let me get to the point, though, where, hey, if you you think you found a good one and it works really well, why can't you just keep using it? Well, if you try to do that, you'll find that the next time you try and run it, you're not going to get the increases that you were. You're going to get three, four workouts in, and it's going to fall apart. You're going to start missing reps. You're going to start missing weight. We're going to start missing both badly. And that's simply because the body is an adaptive mechanism. It has seen the loading pattern or the program once. um, And it will not respond to it. You really need a good 8 to 12 weeks away from that particular loading so that the body responds to it again. Okay. Uh, You know, from there... I would just tell you, I would tell you this, when you get it right, when you have a half a dozen at your disposal that you're using, and let's say you you pick your deadlift to do that, it is not an uncommon occurrence whatsoever that my guys put over 100 pounds on a big barbell lift like that in a year, and some do it a lot sooner, okay? You can only imagine... What, how much muscle, uh, extra muscle you're going to have deadlifting, you know, 400 for 10 reps. And eight months earlier, you were lifting 300 for 10 reps. It's staggering. Okay. So Blueprint Basics gives you that for five bucks a month. I don't, you absolutely can't go wrong because once you have them, once you have those loading patterns, you have the keys to the kingdom. You really honestly do. And it's just a matter of performing the workouts. There's no guesswork. It tells you exactly how much weight to use for how many sets and how many reps. No guesswork whatsoever. As long as you stay healthy, you will get absurdly strong using it. Wow, we have have Gordon Kelly listening to us all the way from across the pond. How you doing, Gordon? All right, Gordon. Gordon's a good dude. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, the, the funny thing that I, I, I notice about uh, people and their training patterns in general is, and we've talked about this before, is the lack of consistency of giving anything a chance to work more than yeah. anything else. I mean, that, that's the most common thing that I see. <clears throat> yeah, and, and in this case, it, you know, it's far from everything that you're doing. You, you do two work sets, and then you do whatever the hell else you want to do. I mean, if you don't particularly like being told what to do, this is two, two work sets. Once you're done, you're done. Then fine, go do whatever you want. And then give it a, you know, give it a fair shake, though. Give it at least four weeks. If it takes six weeks or eight weeks to, you know, to uh, run it out and complete the program, 
didn't do it. I, I did. Knew. I did. I did the five by five method early when when I was first starting to train for strength. Yeah. I did the five by five method for two years straight. Yeah, you can't. Five. We use five by five, not in the in the hyper gaining part of the program. But I have always said, if if anyone listening is confused about what to do training wise, do five by five. You can't go wrong. You literally can't. You know, and I wish we had camera phones back then because, <laughs> I mean, I took I took a single four hundred five. So so one of the things that I love to do yep. that I will do again Molly. when trying to go build ahead. to trying to build strength is is taking a weight of about eighty percent of your one rep max. Yep, and doing one rep with it, and then watching the clock. And waiting, let's say, two minutes. Right. And this this is you go in to train just this movement. This is this is the whole time you're at the gym. You do one rep, and let's say you say two minutes. You you rest for two minutes. You grab the bar again. You do one rep. And yep. this in the beginning, this is easy stuff. But you're going to do fifteen reps as long as it takes. If you have to bump up your rest in between as you go deeper into this. You do so. And you do that two weeks in a row. Yep. And then on week three, you cut 15 seconds off of your rest time. Wow. Whatever it is. And you do that, that two weeks in a row. And then week five, you cut 15 seconds more off your rest time. And you continue to do this for six months until yeah. you're doing 15 reps with that weight. Wow. That's that's innovative. I, I I can't say that I've ever heard of that. That that made me the strongest in my deadlift ever. That I mean, wow. so I you know the funny thing is like I see YouTube videos and I see Instagram videos of guys pulling five hundred pounds for a few reps, and I, I got to the point where I was doing ten reps with five hundred pounds because of this method of progression. But it took it took the patience of six months. Right. Yes, and it, you, yeah. and some some people will get there in four. Some will get there. I mean, it, 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 the the bottom line is, you don't stop using this protocol until you're doing the targeted number of reps with that weight. And right. trust me, if you can take eighty percent of your one rep max, and over the course of six months, do fifteen reps with it continuously without resting, yep. your one rep max just went up big time. Oh yeah, huge, huge. And That's... I did that patiently for. I, I did it for six months. It, it blew. It, it it was the because what happened was I got stuck in my deadlift. The the most I was able to pull for a while was to do like a triple with four hundred five, and that that wasn't that wasn't chump change. No, not at all. But I just started doing. I just started doing singles with three eighty five. And I just took long. I, I took. I, I just slowly whittled down the rest period. The, the concept is, eventually, you're not resting. You get to the point where you're you're resting 15 sec, seconds in between in between sets. Yep. And now now all of a sudden it's like okay I'm I'm just going to do this now. I'm just going to rep out with this. And if yeah, you do sure. that, if you do this, you take take one day a week just to do this. If your weak spot is your bench press, you use the same approach with the bench press. If your weak spot is your squat, you use the same approach with your squat. But you give yourself six months to take this lift 
and and blow it up. And it will blow up. You will do it. You will. That's very interesting. Do you remember where you got it? I can't say I got it from anybody. I can't. I, I just want to say, Gordon Kelly, I, I'll look on my uh, Facebook page during the commercial break. I, I will. Um, I can't say. It just it just became because I was doing five by five. Yep. You know, five reps, five sets. And I just got to the point where I thought to myself, I, I just want to start doing singles for a while. And I instinctively started doing singles with two minutes of rest in between. And then I thought to myself, because I became impatient, well, what if I don't wait two minutes? You know, what if I, and then, then it dawned on me, I know what I'll do. I'm going to just whittle down the rest period over the course of months until I'm literally doing 15 reps with this weight. Great. We'll call it the Lenore method. I don't know that that's fair because there's obviously somebody out there who's probably thought of it before me. I'm not, I'm not that unique of a thinker when faced with these challenges. We all kind of think in the same line. But it, it works with any move you want to – if you want to build a move, a movement up that you seem to be stuck in, try this doing – and just do 10. Just do 10 singles and, and give you two minutes in, in between. And then do that for two weeks, and on week three, cut 15 seconds off your rest time. And do that for two weeks, and and the following week, cut 15 seconds off your rest time, and do that for two weeks. And just keep doing that until – now, you may hit a point where it's like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't. So then stay at that weight. If you're stuck at one minute of rest with 80% of your one rep max, stay with that. Just stay with that for a while until you feel strong enough to cut 15 seconds off. But just yeah, make just your, make that your compression. The compressing the rest time is your progression. That's it. That's it. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. That's uh, unique. Haven't haven't heard of it before. Kevin Sullivan says, "I know you've discussed nootropics before, but what are some of the better ones?" I'm just looking for energy to study, focus, and concentration. Anything else that carries over into the gym is just bonus. I mean, my first thing is uh, is adrafinil. If you look at yeah, I was going to say my my for purposes of answering the question with one word, I would tell you modafinil is yeah, probably yeah. the best, you know, new tropic, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, if you want mental energy, because pilots use it to stay awake when they're flying. If you want pure mental energy, you don't want you don't want uh, 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 something that's going to raise your heart rate and and jack up your blood sugar and all the other stuff, which caffeine does, by the way. Uh, I would just go with modafinil or adrafinil. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the only wrinkle there is modafinil schedule four, which means, you know, importing it into the U.S. There's a slight risk. You'll get a form letter. It's nothing I think they're going to pursue you on. Um, However, now that I think about it, there's one other thing readily available over the counter everywhere. You wouldn't want to use it all the time, but... um, Nicotine gum. Nicotine gum will certainly rev up um, your thought process. It'll rev up your heart rate a little bit, a little bit, your body, especially if you're not used to it. And I would suspect it would be useful in these situations, but you have to really be careful about the dose. You know, I'd start out with two milligrams. Don't go above four. I don't think they make gum with more than four milligrams. Um, but Experiment with it, you know. Do not chew it all the time. That's that's a problem. Now, 
um, most of the time when people ask about nootropics, right, you can talk about phenylparacetam, acetyl-L-carnitine, tyrosine, um, and all these other racetums that seem to, to dominate the and nootropics. I, and, I, and I've never gotten anything from any of the racetums. Nothing. Nothing, yeah, that I, I could, I, nothing that I could say I got. I got a lot from dihexa, rubbing it on my neck, but that has to be prescribed. Yeah, I, I would say as a one-stop, one or two-stop solution, you know, a cup, maybe a cup of coffee uh, and a couple hundred milligrams of modafinil is going to help perform. I, I, I think that would rock you because, you know, don't forget, this is exactly – the other thing, obviously, is, uh, is ADHD drugs like Ritalin, yeah. obviously. But that comes with the, some risks because you, you end up with a buildup of ureic acid. Uh, you can actually kind of burn yourself out on them if you're not careful. And then the other thing you got to remember is uh, there was a study done that shows that if you use these types of agents to improve your capacity to study, you must take them during testing in order for it to carry over. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting field. Um, and like we said both you and I agree, modafinil is probably the best. I just gotta give my dog a cookie to keep her quiet. <laughs> um, it's probably best and outperforms everything else. Uh, now, interestingly enough, last month I secured a domestic supplier of modafinil, so there's no customs involved. Um, if you're not a subscriber though to the newsletter, I would tell you the next best option is probably the pro drug. To modafinil, which is adrafinil, right, which is readily sold right uh, over the counter as a nutritional supplement. It takes longer to kick in; it takes about forty-five minutes. Um, but you can feel it if you use enough of it. It's weaker than modafinil, um, but it's still miles better, I think, than racetums and, and like things. Uh, now you should you should know. One other thing about it, though, uh, it is or can be liver toxic, more, much more so than modafinil. I'm not sure why. I'm sure it goes back to the chemical structure. Um, so if you want to be safe, you can try taking it with uh, N-acetylcysteine, uh, Tudka, alpha-lipoic acid, things like that. Uh, I don't think, you know, if you're using it like you should be, Every so often, it's not going to be an issue. Now, if you still want to um, mess around with nootropics and you don't like any of those options, uh, I would tell you that the best ones that I've used are alpha-GPC, uh, phenylparacetam, DMAE, which is way underrated as a source of choline, in my opinion. Ah, uh, but wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Yep. Research has just provided that Adele Musa wrote about shows that the only effective choline source is egg yolks, that it beats everything else, and that some of the supplemented choline-type products, don't eat, they, they don't even compare 10% of what the choline and egg yolks do. Uh, well, it's interesting. He, just, he, just wrote, he wrote two good blogs just recently, back-to-back, within the past month, showing that uh, if, if you want choline... You got to go with eggs. Yeah, I usually today I get it in uh, lecithin granules, but um, I, I guess I'll have to take a look at that research. 
Yeah. One other thing um, that people have, and I know you used it, Carl, and liked it, lion's mane mushroom. Yeah, it works. It works, and and it's one of those things that you wouldn't think works, but look, we all know mushrooms have effects in people. Some uh, some are rather dramatic, and you know, can uh, take you places where you've never been before. It just illustrates the power of the mushroom. Uh, lion's mane is something I would opt for if you're not going to go from a daffodil or a giraffinil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And people think that mushrooms can't do it, but they can make you hallucinate. They absolutely have an effect on the brain. So, absolutely. Um, I'm yep. going to go ahead and take a break real quick. Uh, and when we come back, we have another question from Doug McGill, and then we have the uh, blueprint tip of the day. So stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented lipospheric Somal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.liveonlabs.com slash Carl. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long, stressful day. Well, listen to this story from Dylan Goutreau. Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of having. Started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax. That was at eight years old. And so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full, full out panic attack. The the chill pill was the first thing that I've found that actually in the middle of a panic attack I can take and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to DrSeeds.com. That's D. R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. 
Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon 1 com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive. At RenewLifeRx.com. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. Welcome back. So the next question comes from uh, Doug McGill. He says, uh, like you, I've got arthritis in both my knees. It's absolutely killing me. My doctor gave me the same song and dance yours did. There's nothing they can do. Or is there? No, there is nothing your doctor can do because your doctor doesn't keep up with all of the uh, things that can be done for arthritic knees. And really, uh, Rob is going to list, I'm sure, some fantastic things you can do. But nothing, nothing works better than growth hormone. Nothing. In fact, there was a, there was a doctor named Dr. Alan Dunn, who I think he might have passed away. Uh, He was on my show probably five or six years ago. Uh, And he was training orthopedic surgeons to do intra-articular growth hormone injections and and literally regrowing cartilage. And, and, you know, this is is, – I have good friends where I tell them these stories and they go, but Carl, if that was true, why wouldn't we all know about it? And it's because – there's no money in fixing your knees. There's money in replacing your knees. And this is not a sinister thing, but they don't invest any time and money and effort and science into understanding how to avoid knee replacement surgery because knee replacement surgery is a billion-dollar business all by itself, just the knees, billions, billions, billions. And so – no one really cares about fixing your knees. They just want to take them out and put their new Teflon-coated knees in for you. But uh, I just want to tell this one story real quick, Bob, uh, Rob, and then you can go yep. on from there. I've never called you Bob before. Does anybody call you Bob? Uh, no. No, okay. <laughs> All right, so, so um, a good friend of mine came to me uh, last month. He ruptured his Achilles tendon. He actually didn't come to me. He posted on Facebook that he had surgery scheduled. He was so upset. Uh, he has to have surgery scheduled because he ruptured his Achilles tendon. I messaged him and said, if you want to avoid surgery, I've got a way. He called me immediately. I told him about three peptides. I told him about 
BPC-157, Thymosin, Beta-4, and Meccano Growth Factor. Those three. I showed him where to get them. I told him, go and buy a walking boot. Because they sent him home. They said, you're going to need surgery, but we need the swelling to go down. We can't perform surgery now. Come back in a month, and we'll schedule your surgery. It's a true story. He immediately got the peptides. He went out to uh, one of these... uh, uh, medical supply stores he bought himself one of those little walking boots i said you got to restrict movement of the ankle and in, and inject these as close to the ankle as you can i showed him how to reconstitute them i showed him how to inject them blah, blah, blah. he went back for his to schedule his surgery last week and they told him he doesn't need surgery wow so when people talk about this stuff a lot of people go if that was true why wouldn't we know about it? Why wouldn't the doctor? Why didn't the doctors prescribe that for him? Why didn't the doctor say, "Well, before we do surgery, let's put you on these three peptides. Let's lock." They didn't even lock the ankle up on him. They didn't even tell him to go get a walking boot. I told him to do that. Why wouldn't they say, "Let's lock your ankle up in a walking boot so that the the ankle's not moving. Let's give you these peptides. You're going to inject these every single day and come back in a month and we'll see if there's progress. We'll keep doing that. If there's no progress, then we'll go for surgery. Why don't doctors do that? That's amazing. But, I mean, so, yeah. so the question is, the question is, your doctor's saying there's absolutely nothing he can do for you. If I went to a butcher and said, I need cabinets built in my home, he would say, there's absolutely nothing I can do for you because he's a butcher. He's not a cabinet maker. <laughs> and these doctors, they have tricks and that's all. They don't know anything else but what they are told to promote. And, and and in their defense, if they step out of line and say, try this, and you're the one person it doesn't work for, you'll sue them. We've kind of effed ourselves when it comes to doctors not sticking to the standards of care because it helps 60 people, but the 61st person, it didn't help. That 61st person sues and ruins it for the 60 people that it helped. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just a frustration of mine. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I can certainly empathize with Doug, right? Ever since my diagnosis, right elbow, severe arthritis, no cartilage left, I have been um, doing what I normally do when they tell you there's nothing you can do. I go looking for better answers because <laughs> <laughs> that really doesn't work for me. Now, the first um, answer and part of the puzzle was injectable glucosamine. Now, it is not 100% fixed, but for reference sake, it's the difference between me being able to do handstand push-ups and me not even being able <laughs> to hold a handstand. So wait, you, you said injectable is not 100% safe? No, no, it's not 100% fixed. Okay, okay. For, for the arthritis. Gotcha. It's, it makes a big difference, though, you know, as the example that I just gave you um, illustrates. So, you know, if you ask me, that's pretty significant. You should know uh, that compounding pharmacies and, and doctors can prescribe this in this country. 100% legal, you know. Um, there's comes from an FDA. I think the dog just knocked Rob's camera. Over. So what do we do? 
Uh, we could wait for him to reconnect. I know he it looked like he was wrestling with the dog. I'm going to take him down for a second here. And let's see if he can. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to recover from this one very quickly. I, 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 I sense that he was kind of wrestling with his dog. And so let's 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 continue on for a second. So he's talking about injectable uh, glucosamine and chondroitin. It's a good thing. Uh, it can actually help the um, the the uh, chondrocytes that are still there that aren't destroyed repair themselves and be healthier and be more cushioning. Uh, but there's really nothing that's going to regrow cartilage like growth hormone. In fact. Growth hormone is so effective at regrowing cartilage that it is actually a deficit for bodybuilders who use high doses of it because they end up with something called joint crowding, where the cartilage in every single joint in their body, from their neck and spine to their fingers and their knees and their hips, grows when you use growth hormone. And so we know that it has the ability to make cartilage and chondrocytes and soft tissue folks, tendons and ligaments, grow and get thicker and get stronger and repair. It's never been a mystery to the medical orthodoxy that it does that because that's one of the side effects of using human growth hormone in certain groups of people. So you would say to yourself, well, the doctors know that growth hormone use will cause uh, uh, crowding in the joints, which means that it will, in fact, cause cartilage to grow. And we got Rob back. We're bringing him up now. And, 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 it, and, it, and it's baffling to me why, since they know that it has this, this potential side effect of causing cartilage to grow, that they don't just deductively think, oh, so if we want cartilage to regrow in someone's joints, we just have to give them growth hormone. I, I, was, yeah. just, I was just filling some time. So the injectable no, glucosamine. Think, yeah, so the injectable glucosamine you can get from a doc. The only problem is it's absurdly expensive. You can find it at uh, vet supply houses. Um, Racehorse Meds makes one, uh, and I'll leave that up to you as what to do with that. Now, um, the next solution I found, and I was really excited about this, still kind of am, was a drug called pentosin polysulfate. Yeah. Uh, 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 the orthopods who are in the fr- – we were talking about it at the H4M. Orthopods in the know seem to love this stuff. Well, okay. And, and I – you know, reading about it is just – it literally sounded like a, a one-shot cure. Um, and in addition uh, to being able to regrow cartilage – it's a, apparently it's a mild blood thinner, about one fifteenth out of warfarin. Um, there is an oral form in this country, pentosin polysulfate, that's FDA approved for treatment of interstitial cystis, cystitis. Um, it's called Elmiron, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know, but the injectable though, the one that's being used for arthritic joints. Um, that has been being used down in Australia. As far as I can see, it was used in um, livestock down there for many decades and for at least 10 years now in rugby players and other people. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, here I can find no human-grade injectable. 
that doesn't mean it's impossible. You know, just it, it might not be out there right now. Are you saying there were some doctors there using it, Carl? Oh, yeah, there are. There's, there's an oral form that you just mo- mentioned. It's called Elmiron, E-L-M-I-R-O-N. And it is, uh, it's used for bladder conditions, which you just identified. Um, right. But it, it, there, it has been linked to the potential for some sort of uh, eye damage. Now, I don't know. There is actually a class action lawsuit out there if you've used Elmiron and, and, and developed eye problems. I, I think if you stay on it for like three years consistently, you'll end up with eye problems. Now, I don't think people are espousing staying on it consistently, right? Um, no. You know, I've read conflicting things about that. One of the things that I read that scared me, um, Bill Roberts, he writes for the website, um, I think, mesomorphosis.com. It's mm-hmm. primarily a steroid education site. Mm-hmm. But he reported several cases of people uh, having pentosin polysulfate-induced thrombocypenia, which is a condition, the abnormally small number of platelets in the blood, mm-hmm. uh, and, and could lead to stroke. So at that point, my heart sank. <laughs> and um, I more or less gave up on it. It's here's the thing. The the literature suggests pentosin polysulfate, it could induce that condition, and this is the interesting part, could induce that stroke risk if the route of administration was intramuscular or subcutaneous, and regardless of dose. Although the literature doesn't address the safety of intraarticular injections of pentosin polysulfate. That may be the only safe route of administration to treat things like osteoarthritis. So, man, I would love to know, you know, I'd love to chat, Carl, sometime about what was said at A4M about this stuff. Well, no, people were just talking about how great it is. That's all. Like, there were several people there, especially amongst the other orthopedic uh, surgeons that, that were attending. I'm looking for something right now, actually, on my phone. They were talking about how great it is. Um, but, again... You know, I think you got to – I would rather go with growth hormone because growth hormone is something that your body is used to seeing. And, you know, growth hormone has potential effects, negative effects when you use too much. And so you have control over that. Uh, you just need to use a, a, a sensible amount. But, but uh, you're, you're saying intra-articular injections of growth hormone – is regrowing cartilage where there was no cartilage before. Oh, dude. First of all, intraarticular injections. Okay. And you missed this because I actually kind of just talked about this when we when we lost you to fill the time. Yep. Uh, it, it is a well-known effect of growth hormone, exogenous growth hormone use, uh, that it, it, it makes soft tissue grow. It's well-known. Doctors know this. In fact... Um, when we see uh, agromeglia, uh, which is a pituitary dysfunction where people overproduce growth hormone, we see bulging joints in these people. We yeah. see we see areas of 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 transition from hard to you know soft to bone. Like in the nose, we see the soft tissue grow. We see the bulging joints. And and bodybuilders who use ten IU's a day, fifteen IU's a day for six months at a time. They end up with joint pain, terrible joint pain. Their knees, and it's called joint crowding. So 
one of the effects of growth hormone use, systemic effects, so in other words, you're injecting it in the fat in your belly, is that it makes all of the cartilage in your body grow. Now, doctors know this. They call it joint crowding. It's one of the side effects of growth hormone use. So you would think that since they know that growth hormone will make cartilage grow, that they would go, oh, there's an, a side effect that we could actually use to help people who have cartilage so, so worn out in their joints that they have arthritis now. Because that's all arthritis is. Arthritis is the cartilage is gone and the bone and the bone are, t- are starting to touch now. Okay. So, but they don't because they're not allowed to use deductive reasoning. But the reality is that this doctor, Dr. Alan Dunn, he would inject 20 units of growth hormone right into the capsule, and it, and it stays put there. It doesn't get dis, dis, uh, delivered systemically, or very little of it gets out into the, bl- the bloodstream. Let's put it that way. And, and he actually was putting it in a medium like a gel to keep it even great. I, I think he was putting it in hyaluronic acid. Yep. Which is it has a very thick consistency, consistency, high molecular weight, and injecting it directly into the knees three weeks in a row, one week apart. So every Saturday for three weeks, and sending people home. And in six months, they would they would do X-rays of their knees, and they'd go, "Oh my God, this, this thick cartilage has already grown back." And he did the research. He showed that with the first injection. Blood vessels, vascular endothelial growth factors are increased in the joint. Blood vessels start to pop out of the bone. Because first you have to have blood vessels to create the scaffolding to grow the cartilage. Then after the second shot, now that the irrigation system was in place, you started to see chondrocytes actually starting to, to, to bud. And then by the third injection, you see these chondrocytes getting large. And then when you send people home for six months, it just continues that trajectory. And they regrow the cartilage and don't need the knee replacement surgery. And their knee, their arthritis goes away. Now, he said the only joint that he has problems with having great success back then was the hip joint. Because getting into that hip joint and actually delivering the injection is, is, is tough. You, obviously, ultrasound and, and so on and so forth. But in the knees, it's very easy. You use ultrasound guided, but it's very easy to get it right into the joint. But but yeah, that that would you would see you would see prosthetic knees drop by ninety percent if they just started giving people intraarticular growth hormone injections. Ninety percent, easily. Just just one question on that: Does it have to be a physician, or is it possible for an individual? To do an intraarticular injection. So uh, there are lots of people out there, uh, clinicians that are doing PRP now. Like you've got, you've got nurse practitioners who now work for for chiropractors, and they would not be able to write you a prescription for growth hormone. But if you happen to walk in with twenty IU's of growth hormone and said, "Hey, I'd like PRP, uh, and I'd like hyaluronic acid." And do you mind mixing this in with it? You might be able to get them to do it. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good, right? Because we're we're not taking there's nothing you can do for an answer. No. This is two this is two thousand nineteen. Arthritis is not some obscure condition that strikes less than one percent of the population. 
we we need to have a better answer than there's nothing you can do because that doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work for me. No. Doesn't work for most so, of us. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reality is that nobody, most people don't want to have to undergo the the uh, torture of having a hip or a knee replaced. And, yeah, and a- we don't even know. You know, uh, there's a guy at my gym that asks me for my advice but never, ever takes it. So now when I see him in the sauna, he says, hey, Carl, how you doing? I just go, good. And I put my headphones on because I, I don't even want to waste <laughs> a minute yeah. of time with him. Yeah, there's a lot of people. <laughs> he yeah. had to go. So so I told him years ago that he's literally wearing his body out. And he's had one hip and one knee replacement. And he's getting ready to have the other knee replaced too. And he's 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 thin. He probably weighs 115 pounds. He's probably five foot wow. eight, five foot nine. He carries Oof. no muscle. Um he's older. He does excessive cardio. He doesn't eat enough protein. I mean, there's so many things that this guy does wrong. It's just flabbergasting. But, yeah. but, and he doesn't connect that he's destroying his body as he gets these joints replaced. And I told him about intraarticular injections of growth hormone. I told him about using growth hormone. And I ran into him last year at the, at, at, uh, a, a, a store with his wife. And he chuckled and said, This is the guy who told me not to get knee surgery. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, and I'm thinking to myself, so like I'm I'm the dummy, right? Like I, I told him not to get knee surgery, but he's so happy. So he tells me the other day, his knee's doing great. He's going to get the other knee done, and the doctor said that this new knee will last, will last at least 15 years. I think he said. But you can't do a damn thing with it, right? I well, mean, no, no. But here's what I said to him: So in 15 years, Chris, you're going to be too old to have surgery. And yes. so when that thing wears out, you have to live with it for the rest of your life, not being able to walk around anymore. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, unfortunately, there's a family member of ours right now that's in that position where um, surgery is not an option because of age and frailty. Uh, it's not going to happen. And if you're a physically active person and you're pursuing a joint replacement, from what they tell me, you're not going to be lifting weights. You're not going to be running. You're not, you know, this is just to get around. It's not to uh, to do the things that we do and athletes do. No, it's not. A, it's you know, you have to try to keep all of your parts. This idea that we we could just replace, <coughs> excuse me, replace replace them with some prosthetic device is yeah. not going to work out good for a lot of people. Never mind the fact that. For years, people were being contaminated by the metals that these devices were made from. Uh, I had a guy on who thought he had Lyme disease. He turned out to have cobalt poisoning from his knee replacement. Nasty. You know, the idea of having them put something permanently inside of your body, uh, like, like, I worry about this stupid screw I have in my elbow when they reattached my my, my, uh, tricep that I tore. I mean, yeah. it's like, I don't even want that in me. I don't know what that, that's titanium. We don't know that a decade from now, they're not going to realize that all these titanium prosthetics are actually causing problems for people. Right. right. Autoimmunity, right. we don't know. So this idea, Very like, that, that he's anxious. This idiot is anxious to go get his other knee done. 
<laughs> he is. Oh, sometimes. Yeah, I know. You just got to shake your head sometimes, right? And, you know, to think about how much this would save, how much money it would save, how much, how much the quality of life. Dude, so much we, could, we could fix the entire health care system in 10 years. Not just fix it, but fix people's lives at the same time. If we were able to actually teach people through the government, because the government stands up there and they're the, they're the bully pulpit. They tell you meat is bad, eggs are bad, cholesterol is bad. You know, they're, they're the ones that are actually out there through their my plate and their their initiatives to teach people about Meatless Monday. They're the ones that are giving people bad information that are leading that's leading to the health problems we have today. Or they're suppressing good information that could actually fix it. Because we could we could change it all and we could change it in overnight and the effects in 10 years would be we don't have all this money going into the healthcare system. But the problem is the system would dwindle. It would shrink. Hospitals would lose revenue. Pharmaceutical companies would lose, re- lose revenue. Everybody would lose revenue when the system that we need is only 20% of the size that it is now. 80% of the system would just disappear. That's a lot of jobs lost. That's billions of dollars in, in profits for corporations lost. So you're not going to see it. You're just never going to see it. You're never going to see the right thing be done by the people because – I've said this in a mem. Government and 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 industry are like conjoined twins that share a heart. In order for the government to do the right thing, it has to kill its twin by taking its heart. And industry, if industry wanted to do the right thing, well, an industry could do the right thing and survive. But the reality is, we're never going to have the government fix it for us and everybody out there who thinks the government is the answer to fix this stuff you're just you're just lying to yourself because they're part of the they're part of the problem because they're profiting from it you're right the fda is the problem <laughs> they're one say, of, they're but... one of the problems they're one of the there's a lot of problems they're, they're one of them they're, they're an enabler we're going to take our last commercial break when we come back we actually have the the blueprint tip of the day so stay tuned we'll be right back oh wrong one There's lots of CBD products out there, and there's lots of misinformation, too. If you want the best CBD product available and the way to use it to improve athletic performance, there is only one choice, Venga CBD. Venga CBD is five times more bioavailable than other products, and you feel it faster. But more importantly, the folks at Venga have identified the best way to use it for athletic performance. Go to superhumanradio.net today and download your free copy of the Endurance Athlete's Guide to CBD. Use code SHR10 and save 10% off at VengaCBD.com. That's V-E-N-G-A-C-B-D.com. If you haven't searched hydrogen water in PubMed yet, you must. Hydrogen-infused water possesses undeniable performance, health, and longevity benefits in the realm of real biohacking. Hydrogen water machines cost hundreds to thousands of dollars. Now you can have the strongest hydrogen-infused water conveniently anywhere you want it thanks to Drink HRW. They make the only legal and clinically validated formula to create hydrogen water instantly. I thought this stuff was BS till I started 
using it. The effects on my training and my gut are undeniable. I have more energy and I last longer without stims. You have to try Drink HRW Maximum Strength Hydrogen Water Tablets today. Go to h2waternow.com and use the code SHR for 10% off today. You already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mito Red Light so you can get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price anywhere, plus free shipping inside the USA and deeply discounted shipping worldwide. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR today. That's M-I-T-O-R-E-D-L-I-G-H-T.com. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to power. Powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Move over, superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. So what is the uh, blueprint tip of the day, Rob? Tip of the day is uh, thoughts on aging and, and one of our iron forefathers because um, he certainly illustrated how to age gracefully with a lot of muscle tissue and very little body fat. So there are a lot of things to learn there. So when I was just 19 years old, I you know, participated in my very first full powerlifting meet. And by full, of course, I mean, you know, the squat, the bench press, and the, and the deadlift. I did well. A matter of fact, I took first place in the um, New England Junior Open Division. So with just a belt, I, I squatted and deadlifted 525 and I benched 320. Okay. But that win and the trophy they gave me was not what registered with me. Believe it or not, it was something else that I experienced and it, it's still with me today. It never left me. I was getting ready to open, right, in the deadlift. And I was going to open with 485. I caught out of the corner of my eye what I thought was a grandfather in the warm-up area, right? This guy's loading weights onto the bar. I'm thinking he's doing it for his grandson. This guy, He looked like Rip Van Winkle. He had a white beard almost down to his, you know, groin. 
uh, French Canadian guy who came, came down over the border. And, um, that was about the only hair he had there on, uh, uh, on his beard. When it came time for our openers, okay, I opened with 485. And the old guy who I thought was a grandfather, who might have been, he went right after me, or right before me, as a matter of fact, with 495. No kidding. Right? That's, I don't know if they still have flights, but um, there we were, you know, me and him lifting pretty much. He's actually lifting a little bit more than me, at least on the opener. The takeaway I got from that was nothing less than this. You can do this. You can lift weights, even competitively, into a very old age. By my estimation, this guy, he was at least 60, at least. And probably more like in his late 60s, maybe even his 70s. Regardless of how old he actually was, he made me realize that you can productively strength train pretty much right up until they put you in the ground, okay? Getting to know these older lifters and what has kept them in the game that long is important. In fact, I would tell you that some of the, some of the most valuable advice I ever got came from these guys. Uh, so let's think about it. There's a reason they're still going strong while many of their fellow senior citizens are you know, in lazy boys all day or using walkers or even worse. To that end, I would encourage you to read the writings of one Vince Gironda. Okay. Vince did things his own way, but most importantly, Vince got results. As a bodybuilding trainer, he was way ahead of his time. And I mean way ahead. In the 50s, in the 50s, he was advocating for a low-carb ketogenic diet with periodic refeeds. Okay, He had a bunch of diets, but just as an example, uh, he had one high-carb meal every fourth day You know, for a lot of his guys that worked really, really well. He championed the copious consumption of what he referred to as raw, fertile eggs, um, whole eggs, not just whites. He understood the difference and would talk frequently about clean and unclean foods. He understood the power and the value of liver tabs as a source of amino acids minus the calories. Think about that. Not many people think about, you know, do that anymore, even when they're dieting. Here's a, a source of amino acids with virtually no calories. You know, think about what that means for nitrogen retention, right? He understood why half and half or heavy cream and other fats were instrumental in, amongst other things, testosterone production, right? Uh, it, it's just, it blows, it would blow your mind to read about these things that he was talking about in the 1950s. There is more to learn from Gironda, much more. Um, can, can I just jump in just real quick for yeah, one second? Yeah, sure, go. So, what we've learned, Geronda must have deduced this because we didn't have any of this science back then. What we've learned about fertilized chicken eggs over non-fertilized chicken eggs is that fertilized chicken eggs contain folistatin. And folistatin, 
Folistatin suppresses myostatin. Right. And in fact, on the early research done by Dr. Seijian Lee, who discovered myostatin, he proved that folistatin, um, okay, so transgenic rodents that are genetically mutated to create more folistatin versus transgenic rodents that right. are genetically mutated to produce no myostatin. See the difference? No myostatin or overproduce folistatin, but still produce myostatin. The rodents that overproduce myostatin developed almost two times more muscle than the myostatin null rodents, which developed five times more muscle than just regular rodents. So when you increase folistatin, it's, not only does it suppress myostatin, but has some other growth factor driving uh, 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 effects that build muscle. Now, the only eggs that have that are those that have been fertilized. Now, there's no way for Gironda to have known this other right. than he saw over time a difference in athletes that were eating uh, 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 eggs that were fertilized. That he, he just did, he just put the, the dots together. Yeah, and um, you know you you often talk about you know let's use our brains and critical thinking. Gironda was probably the the foremost example of that, especially when it came you know to training and diet. And that right there is a perfect example. So. Um, Several of his books are still available, uh, and I would highly encourage you to buy and read them. One of the most interesting ones is A Muscle Has Six Sides. <laughs> it's unlike anything else that you'll read today. Um, but, uh, you know, all, those are all good. There, there is a website, ironguru.com. It's an excellent resource for many of his teachings and and. You know, the things that you're going to read about there give real results, unlike the the writings in, in other places, I'll leave it at that, and other websites. You know, this was a guy who was so good, the Hollywood studios sent their actors to him when they needed to get in shape fast, like real fast. They, You know, he was able to do that. So what does that say? No matter how old you are, you should avail yourself to this kind of information because it's some of the best real info that you'll ever come across. Now, in some cases, I'm going to tell you now, you're going to be absolutely shocked at what you read. Like, would you believe three dozen raw fertile eggs a day? <laughs> you're going to read about that and other stuff. But remember, virtually all of Vince's ideas and methods have stood the test of time. He was wrong on a few things, but you know his accuracy rate had to be close to 90%. He was one of those, I don't know if mad scientist is the right term, but he had an uncanny ability to unlock mysteries of how the human body builds muscle and burns fat. There's no other way to say it. This guy, this guy read what the human body did um, to grow muscle and burn fat, and he got it done. His methods got us done. So get going on this today, right? We Because we have a lot to learn about our physical culture forefathers. Vince was certainly one of them. I can't find him anymore. 
I'll tell you that in the I do remember in the 1980s there were still some old timers around from the you know before steroids or at least before steroids were very widespread days. They trained differently. They ate differently. They would I never forget one would see a kid uh, you know mix up a, a whey shake and water and drink it down. He'd shake his head like this. I said, "What's what's wrong?" He said. <laughs> He said that that protein is just going to be burnt for energy. It's not going to be used to build muscle. He says if you want to, you know, build some muscle, add some heavy cream to that. Add some half and half. You know, um, they just knew. So this is an opportunity for you to get some of that knowledge. And uh, thankfully, it's still out there in the form of some of his teachings. It'll take you a lot farther than what most um, current quote unquote experts will. And uh, I just think it's terrible, but a lot of his stuff has been lost to the mists of history. Vince actually died a broke and broken man. You know, he sold Vince's gym or Vince's studio, whatever he called it. But that was his home. You know, his entire life was that gym. And they eventually bulldozed it. And Vince, you can imagine what that did to him. Did he have children? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. If he did, he never talked about them in any of his writings. I also read that he started to drink a lot towards the end of his life. He wine. He drank wine. Right. He drank drank a lot. And, you know, I can tell you firsthand, and I'm sure a lot of you can recognize this reality, that as you get older and you start drinking – a lot. It's because you're trying to numb right. something that's wrong with your life. Either you don't feel well, or you're unhappy where you are. You know, people are self-medicating when they drink a lot of wine. They really are. Something is wrong, and it makes them feel better. Wine makes them feel yeah. better. Yeah, and I just wish somebody was there at the end to say, Vince, look at what you've contributed. Yeah, you know, very look, sad. Look. It's very sad that he had to die. Yeah, and, and and now he's being rejoiced. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So that's that. <laughs> Get that information and go to Rob Regis, coachrobregis.com for even more free information uh, that will take you places. We're going to have Dr. George Tuliato's son all the way from Greece tomorrow to talk about the uh, psychological effects of anabolic steroids, if there are any. Uh, do, they, do they lead to psychotic episodes or psychosis? Uh, or do people with psychosis seem to gravitate to <laughs> anabolic steroids. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. It's going to be a very interesting show. Hopefully people can make it. And by the way, Dr. Tuliatos is uh, taking his position as an expert uh, in the steroid world. Uh, so that's another guy that you can look to. He, he's, he's written a book, but it's in Greek. We're waiting for the uh, English version to come out. Terrific. So we see everybody tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit CoachRobRegish.com often. Sign up for stuff. Help help support the people that help you for free. That's it. Yeah. All right, we'll see you by tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Thank you. Thank you.